1: Is the
0: people weekly news and interviews it's your number one
3: source sports car nation the hobby is the people sports Card nation.
1: welcome to another stock and loaded episode of the sports car nation podcast the show that brings you all the important hobby news discussions debates opinions info And interviews with key hobby and sports dignitaries. Also, if you're good, you know we are going to give away something. Now, here's the guy that wanted the cards more than the gum. John Newman.
3: What is up? Welcome to episode 98 of the Sports Car Nation podcast. Excited for today's show. Got two guests. Instead of one, what's better than one guest? Two guests. And when they're uh, great guys, uh, glad to have them both on. Uh, Tony Bianchini and Blake Jameson. Uh, Tony's basically uh, working and sort of, uh, I guess you call him a personal assistant, if, if you will. I apologize to them if that's not the official designation. But uh, uh, they've launched a new uh, faction of. What Blake Jamieson does called card art, we're gonna talk about that i'm gonna to talk to to Blake and, and Tony about where the project twenty twenty uh is uh now three fourths of the way home and done and it's been some ups and downs we're gonna you know i'm gonna come out and ask him uh you know some of the complaints i'm gonna uh get his uh take on it and and rightfully so, you know there's two sides uh to every story and then we're going obviously going to talk about uh card art what that is what it entails and why and uh without I'll, I'll let them uh, speak to it rather than me uh and uh it's their it's their thing and uh glad they made some time for the show uh, to uh come on answer uh answer those questions and uh, uh highlight card art as well so uh glad to have them on. Later in the show, we're gonna announce the winner of the free five vintage grading some PSA submissions. Uh, thanks to Rob over at Iron Sports Cards, one of our sponsors. Rob, uh, kind of a longtime sponsor now, and uh, gonna give someone away uh, five free subs, vintage uh, uh, submissions uh, to PSA, and uh, really appreciate. Uh, him doing that as well. So I'll announce the winner of that uh, towards the back end of the show. And this is episode 98. We're two away from the Big 100. Uh, I don't know if, how much I've talked about it on the actual uh, podcast itself. Episode 100 will take place in, on Halloween, Saturday afternoon. I believe It's we're going to go go live Our first ever Sports Card Nation Live. It will be at 1 p.m. Eastern uh, on uh, YouTube and Facebook. And uh, my guests joining me will be Dr. James Beckett, Brody the Kid, and Drew Herndon. Uh, We're we're just going to riff. I'm going to tell them, you know, what they meant to me. And, and, you know, as we approach our, our almost second year in the book, Uh, doing this show it'll be episode 100 and when i started out uh as i've said many times this show i had no idea where it was going to go didn't know how long it was going to last didn't know how it was going to do didn't know it was going to be an interview show didn't know we were going to have great sponsors and and great guests didn't know a lot of things just kind of went in uh with really no expectations no you know i had a had a plan but a base plan and, and, and where the shows went and that plan are, are two different things. And so, you know, all three of those uh, those guys that are going to be on the show uh, mean something to me. Uh, Drew uh, helped me when I kind of first got my, my jumped into the the podcasting pool, pool. Dr. Beckett's an icon of the hobby. So someone who started as a seven-year-old as a collector, 15 years old, became a dealer. 20 years old, became a brick-and-mortar store owner. Uh, Dr. Beckett's contributions were instrumental in what I was doing. And so to think many moons later, um, I'd get to know him, and he'd be on Hobby Hotline with him. He'd be on my show. I'd be on his show. We, I didn't, you know, back then we didn't even know what podcast was. But you know what I mean, to think that's where we would be in 2020. Uh, It's just, uh, it's crazy to think about. And I'm appreciative of that fact and uh, thankful he's come on uh, episode uh, 100 or agreed to. And then, uh, you know, Brody, the kid 13 years old, uh, now on hobby hotline, doing a great job. Uh, You know, I, I could never even do anything like that when I was 13 Uh, is really Uh, getting to know the hobby, becoming, um, you know, uh, a uh, content creation force, um, someone to look out for, and uh, got a long career ahead of him and uh, excited to see uh, where it goes. I joke with Brody, you know, don't take my job uh, too soon. But uh, all joking aside, Brody uh, getting it done at 13, and and that just makes all what he's doing all the more uh, impressive to do it at such a young age. So, looking forward to episode 100. That, that'll that be Halloween, like I said, Saturday, uh, 1 p.m., tentatively scheduled. It will be a live event. We will release the show probably on Sunday via audio like we always do on Fridays, but except uh, I'll upload it, it'll be Sunday. And then we're going to take a week off. We're going to take, I think, it's November 6th. We're going to take a week off. We're giving away a ton of stuff on episode 100. And so I, I'm going to take a week off. We got to get all that stuff uh, shipped out and into the rightful uh, winner's hands. And so we haven't taken a week off. Uh, episode 100 will be our 48th straight week of shows without missing a Friday. And so we're going to end our Cal Ripken-like streak uh, with 100, take kind of a pause, catch your breath, just for a week, just for a week, and then come back. Uh, November 13th with some more uh great guests. And that's the other thing. We've got some some great guests uh forthcoming uh, on this program. And and just like today with with Tony and Blake uh, uh real happy to have them. So uh with that being said, let's uh let's get this thing going. time for this week's product releases. Alright, let's get to the week's releases. Uh, The 16th, which is today, if you're listening to the show on show release day, Friday the 16th. All the following will be coming out today. 2019-20 Leaf Lumber Kings Hockey. Uh, Leaf uh, Decision 2020 Trading Cards. And I tell you, political cards are—you know—I know there's not a ton of them, uh, but with Topps's new uh, recent releases, with the uh, vice presidential debate and the presidential debate, these things are are, are sneaky popular and uh, uh, something to consider, uh, especially in this crazy year of 2020. Also on the 16th, 2020, Panini Contenders Baseball, uh, also 2020 Leaf. Metal Pop Century, and Rittenhouse Game of Thrones, the complete series. Uh, Then a little bit of a a lull. And then on the 21st, we have uh, 2019-20, Topps Museum Collection, UEFA Champions League Soccer. Also on the 21st, uh, 2020, Panini XR Football. Also, same day, 2020, Topps Star Wars Stellar Signatures. Staying on the 21st, 2020, 2021, Panini Contenders, Draft Basketball, 2019-20, Panini and Case Basketball, and closing out the week that was, or will be, uh, 2020 Leaf Trinity Football.
2: Sports Card Nation podcast is your weekly hobby and sports podcast, now on tons of platforms including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, and many more. Listened to in 44 different countries globally, Sports Card Nation is one of the most interactive podcasts around, providing great content, giveaways, and some of the hobby's best interview guests without time constraints. Thousands can't be wrong. We want to thank all the wonderful listeners around the world, our awesome guests on the show, and our tremendous sponsors making us what we are today. Remember, without you, there's no us.
3: All right, folks, uh, this is going to be a new segment we do every week on the show. I hope we don't have to do it every week, but each week we're going to pay respects to those we lost in the sports world and or the hobby world and obviously we hope that's no one and this segment doesn't have to air i also want to pay proper respect for those that are, are part of the hobby whether it's from the sports world or the hobby itself so this week we lost two two more hall of famers it's been a real bad year with losing hall of famers uh, On October 8th at the age of 91, 14 days before his 92nd birthday, uh, Whitey Ford, the chairman of the board, 16 years in the major leagues, all with the Yankees, uh, passed away. Uh, Ten-time All-Star pitcher, six-time World Series champion. In 1961, he won the Cy Young and the World Series MVP in the same year and two days later on October 10th at the age of 77 Joe Morgan, Hall of Famer second baseman, two-time MVP, ten-time All-Star five-time Gold Glover 22 years in the bigs, uh, lost his uh, life as well and uh, you know we remember Joe, a a lot of us do from his stint uh, on Sunday Night Baseball with with John Miller I, I look forward to just those two guys alone, it didn't even matter who was playing. And so, uh, you know, they're, they're gone, but uh, not forgotten. Uh, uh, rest in peace, Whitey Ford and Joe Morgan. Pastime Marketplace offers a line of durable graded card cases Made for collectors who want high quality graded card storage that is virtually indestructible. Their cases are waterproof, dustproof, airtight, and designed to protect your valuable collection. Check them all out at www.pastimemarketplace.com. Protect your best with the best. And remember to save 10% off your total order, use the promo code SCN10. That's capital S. Capital C, Capital N, 10 for 10% off your total order at pastimemarketplace.com. It's time for What's Cracking? Sort of a quiet week in in the hobby world. Not 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 a lot of big news. I mean, the Lakers uh, won their, I believe, their seventeenth NBA title. Uh, Panini has made a thirty card Lakers championship set. Uh, it's going to have numerous uh, LeBrons in it. It's going to retail for twenty nine ninety nine. So definitely at an affordable price level. It'll Be interesting to see what. Kind of movement that product uh, has or does, uh, if any. And continuing a retired athlete trend, uh, Johnny Bench is selling a lot of his personal mementos and memorabilia from his playing career. That's something we've seen uh, Cal Ripken just do, and we've seen uh, other players before that uh, do that. And I, you know, I often wonder, and I, I, I don't know. This is just me speculating you know i mean Ripken's younger than johnny bench but you know when a player gets a certain age i don't know do they figure like their family doesn't want like their mvps or or gold gloves and and figure they could sell it and leave the money uh to their family i just wonder if that's the the rationale or the mindset when you see a player do that you know johnny bench just lost his uh former teammate joe morgan and you know when the guys get up there you know i've talked about that on the card side of things right you know um when you get a certain age like i'm at now you know like you know the music's gonna stop what am i gonna do with all this stuff what's the the plan what's the end game do i you know does my son just want to inherit it or do i want to sell it all and so i got a feeling when you see these guys you know auction their their stuff off like that it's 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 that on on that level with with their playing day memorabilia. So it's sort of sad. I I think. I, I mean, I know they're they're doing it willingly. Uh, you know, I'm sure Johnny Bench isn't isn't broke. He's not doing it for that reason. But it's almost sad that you know that not, the family isn't going to own that. And uh, but I'm sure there's reasons uh, behind it. It's not the first or the last time. Uh, it's gonna happen. Speaking of auctions, uh, you know, we spoke of I just mentioned about Ripkins memorabilia going with he went with Golden. Um speaking of golden auctions, uh, you know, if you follow the show again, uh you, you knew you know about the two nineteen forty seven Bond bread Jackie Robinsons that a local person called me up uh with uh asked me if I was interested. I was but these things are going to be worth way more than I would pay, and I don't steer people wrong. And so, uh, you know, I, I got her to get them graded. They graded three and a half, one did, and four the other. And then I, you know, I had just had Ken Golden on the show, and I texted him uh, with the photos of those cards graded and asked him if he was interested. Uh, they weren't mine. You know, I let him know they weren't mine, but it's someone I knew, and, and they were looking to sell them and he said no doubt he's he's interested and said, had told me to have the owner uh, email him which they did and so that those two cards those Jackie Robinsons are now in the October catalog uh, up for auction uh, at the time of this recording uh one was I believe at 850 850 dollars and the other one was up to 1200. Uh, It goes all the way to October 31st, so a lot of time left, and uh, I'm happy. Carolyn, that's her name, uh, she's going to do very well, and uh, I'm I'm glad uh, I was able to help someone out. It's that stuff that really, you know, whether, you know, I love making a sale, I love buying a good deal, but when you facilitate, uh, you know, a a transaction like that where someone's going to pro you know do very well uh it just makes you feel good that you know number one you do the right thing and number two it's going to help somebody out so i'll kind of keep you abreast uh, as we get closer to auction close at what what those two cards are going for but it's going to be fun fun to watch i know they're not my cards but i almost feel like i uh, i've got a small role in it and I, and i guess i do so Uh, that's pretty cool. Well, we know the national in Atlantic city was postponed to December. And then we know that was also canceled. So the next up is Chicago end of August, front half of July fingers crossed, right? That uh, we get through this pandemic and that event uh, happens. It was the first national I went to two years ago. And I'm hoping it's the second national I go to. I took my time off from from my employer put it in got approved so i have that 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 time off to attend if it happens i'm excited to to get back to chicago and uh you know uh you know now having been there uh before and, and now being even more experience as far as podcasting goes, and uh, hobby wise, I've, I've I've got a lot of that experience. But in the podcasting realm, and, and obviously, what do we, you know? Uh, what is the number really on top of most people's list that they go to the national right? Is meeting the people that they know in an online form. In person, I've had a lot of people uh, reach out and said they, you know, hope to hope that happens one day, and so I'm hoping that's the case in, in Chicago. I know uh, the first uh, time I went a couple years ago, you know, one day I made it, just kind of walking around and meeting people and, and having conversations, and 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 that was again in the infancy stages of what this show is, and, and now we're in a different
1: Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: Different place. And so uh, I'm sure there'll be a lot more people uh, I, I, I want to uh, meet and vice versa. And uh, uh, just a, a great event, a great time. I call it the Super Bowl, the hobby uh, for a reason. And so let's all cross our fingers uh, and uh, hope uh, you know. Hope we're on the uh, either out of these woods, uh, known as the pandemic, or at least in a spot where that event can happen. If we have to wear a mask, uh, then we have to wear a mask. I mean, it, it, I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh, you know, and I, I th- you know, I think even when this pandemic's over, I think mask. You're going to see a lot more people just wear masks. Past. The point when they're not even necessarily mandatory, and so uh, just for for out of uh, out of safety or extra precaution, and if you know that's not the worst thing uh, in the world to to be able to attend uh, attend whether it's a sporting event, a card show, uh, going to a store, you know whatever may be the case, it's a small price to pay. So let's hope for uh, the National in Chicago, and if it does uh, does happen, I hope to meet. A lot of you there. me on the one-on-one one card shop guest line is not one person but what's better than one person two two people uh, one's been on the show before one hasn't glad to have them both on uh this week uh, uh blake jameson and tony bianchini welcome thanks john thanks john for having us oh my pleasure my pleasure so the, the first thing we got to cover it's the you know it's been the the card story of the year, as far as I'm concerned, regardless of, of what you think, it's been the the uh, tops uh, project 2020. Obviously, Blake, you're one of the the 20 artists in that. We've you've been on the show before, kind of early, real early. So I haven't talked yeah. to you really uh, in this form or fashion uh, in a while. I think when you you were on, we were in the almost single digits or a little double digits of, of the project. Now we're in the, the two eighties, kind of your thoughts, or both of you guys thoughts of, you know, now that we're th- almost three fourths of the way home, kind of, you know, how it's been your thoughts on just, uh, anything, anything you want to talk about.
0: Yeah. Um, and it's been a fun ride and it's definitely been a ride ups and downs. Um, but for the most part, from an our business perspective, uh, it's been a really really good year for me and uh, a lot of fun meeting people in the hobby meeting other artists and connecting with them and then seeing each of the artists kind of evolve and their art practice develop through the 400 card set I think is really fun and now we're, we're starting to see what complete player sets are looking like and what complete artist sets are looking like and there's a lot of really nice ones so I'm super happy it's gonna be sad when it ends but um, it's gonna be a fun final few months And John, I want to tell you. Look, I've been a card collector my whole life,
2: probably since 1986. And you know, Don Mattingly is my PC. And uh, I never was interested in art at all before. I didn't know Blake before April. Uh, And when I met Blake on the Facebook board, he was engaging with fans, and I was just one of his fans. Um, And now I know a lot more about art and about Blake and uh this set has really been something different than I've ever collected in my life before and I think it's resonated with a lot of people that hadn't collected cards in twenty years and COVID made them like clean out their house and look in the basement and regain that love for baseball cards and now people are making art and collecting baseball cards which is super cool the collab, you know, how the cross section of it came together.
3: Yeah Tony you, you made a great point there too. Like you said, you didn't even know Blake until uh, this year, and you guys have obviously uh, formed quite a team and 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 gotten to know each other. And you, you know, another point you made too is, you know, it's rekindled the hobby uh, in a lot of people. I know Blake himself has has really got, jumped in full bore, you know, uh, uh, head first, and uh, and a lot of other people uh, as well. And so, this project, the artists uh, involved in the project have been directly responsible for rekindling the hobby. And so, you know, we can look at print numbers and, and you know, sometimes they go down, sometimes they go up. Um, and sometimes I think we put sometimes too much emphasis on, know, oh, sure, they're great to look at and kind of get a feel or gauge maybe where we are, but You know, uh, the stuff you don't see in print numbers like you guys both just mentioned with with people uh, bringing into the hobby in general, not even if they're buying, whether they're buying, you know, Project 2020 cards or they're just into the hobby. And uh, that's that's a good thing. Being an advocate and an ambassador uh, in a great hobby Um, has been a a side effect that I don't even know if tops was really thinking that far Uh, Ahead, other than the project uh, itself, and so uh, it's great to see uh, someone in the hobby. You know, I'm one of those guys. You know, there's some people I've been in. (laughs) I'm old, so I I started as a seven-year-old kid in 79. And some people, not everybody, doesn't like all the new influx of people. I'm not in that category, but there there are some, Uh, and I'm the opposite. I'm on the other side of the aisle. I'm like, if we want this hobby to be strong. We need new people. I'm, you know, I'm 47. I'm, You know, I like to think I, I'm going to be around forever, but we know the reality is that's not the case. And so we need that next group coming up to kind of take the baton. And so we need new people in the hobby. And those who like their card values, especially when they're selling, to be on the higher end of the scale, you need those new buyers uh, making transactions in the market, so a lot of people don't like the new people. Uh, you know, want their cards to sell for more. You, you know, you can't you, you can't have your cake and eat it too. You get you know, um, and I was welcomed as a seven year old, and I, I tried to do that. Anyone new coming in the hobby, I try to be as informative and help them. You know, just even even what you guys think uh, uh, piggybacking on that
2: definitely you know like the hobby is a part of a club right And like any club it, it takes a lot to get people new people to come into it and we're very guarded and right we, we love each other inside of the hobby we send each other like mail of kind you know with kindness and uh for free and trade with people but it's hard to get new people to come in and one of the things i think about project 2020 is that like people have to rethink that it's not just a baseball card and blake should talk more about that how it's more than just a baseball card what do you think about that, bro?
0: Yeah, I mean, I've been saying that from the beginning that it's it's like a tiny painting, or a tiny print, and tops twenty twenty selling cards for twenty dollars. I know from some perspective seems like a lot for a single for a single card, especially when there's four hundred of them. And I get that, but from like my art business perspective, I've never sold art prints for twenty dollars before, regardless of size. And so this has been like the most price friendly way that someone can get into collecting a, a small piece of my art and. You know, I've had collectors, like friends from high school or middle school, that that maybe didn't have the money to buy an original print or original painting, or maybe even a print before the project, and then they were able to get some cards, and then they, like Tony said, like went to the garage and found their old cards and kind of rediscovered that love for the hobby itself. So, yeah, I think it's a great. It's a great cross section of art and baseball. I think it's, you know, that's always, they've always kind of worked together. And if you look at a lot of, like, a lot of vintage cards are paintings and not photographs. Yeah. And so I think now, like, taking it to the next level and letting the artists really kind of express themselves with their own style, um, but still paying tribute to the original cards, super fun to see and awesome to be a part of. And also, John, like I said, I've been a long time collector. And
2: when I collect baseball cards, I barely even look at them and I, baseball cards are boring to be honest like they're, they're batters batting and pitchers pitching and like I think Blake has just brought a whole new spin to cards and made them interesting like when people come over to my house I don't want to show them my baseball cards but I'll show them my Blake painting or uh, other paintings on the wall or my card art because that's something that like they haven't seen before and it's something you want or want to show your guests and something like you know I'm not just not like a baseball card collector right and you know it's something that other people can enjoy
3: well, baseball card collecting used to be sort of not not completely but uh it's kind of nerdy, you know when you're in high school, uh, girls weren't really impressed when you say, "Hey, you want to check out my Don Manley collection right but now what now it's it's taken on a whole new context it's it's we got celebrities now uh doing it and and openly on social media. Advertising it, uh, some of them are doing uh, breaking. In, in Steve Ioki's case, and, and others, Mark Wahlberg. Um, it's it's crazy where this hobby has went, especially in year 2020 with what we know is going on with the pandemic. It's just a a crazy hobby year. It's been a, probably one of the best years in the hobby. You know, piggybacking off what Blake said uh, with cards being little works of art. I mean, the first set I think of. Is that 1953 tops? Those are those are paintings, right? And and well, like you said, Tony, there's those are more one of the reasons that's a real popular set is it's not that just I hate to say it like this that boring guys in the batter's box, pitchers in in you know full stretch type and, and those you know photography is an art in its its own right. I'm not trying I to do. put down. Uh, art you know, uh photography. But it's yeah. it's pretty cut and dry, right? They're just getting they're they're getting action shots and there's a skill level to that. i that's why I'm talking to you guys here and not uh in in, in the dugout taking some shots and, and you know, we've had uh Nick Wasica uh, a sports card photographer on the show and we've learned a lot of, of it goes into uh what that job entails. But there's something to be said like like you said, Tony with Taking a photo and then taking a photo or a picture and putting uh, a paint and media to it and and in your own hand and uh, you know it, it, I I I've always been like that even as a kid those vintage cards that that were pieces of art I was drawn to those even more so. Than, than the the releases that weren't, and uh, I think it's always going to be like that. I think Project Twenty Twenty has really sort of highlighted that that fact that that yep. you know whether we you know we say we're art fans or we're not, our internal mind seems to be drawn to something that we don't see you know on an everyday basis. Let's, now, let's let me, put just, it let that me way.
2: follow up that like I've been a journalist my whole life, so I love photographers. Or photographers help. Part, tell that part of the story yeah they Definitely art too when you look at the andrew mccutcheon short print this year the dr fauci card those are photos yeah those are cool photos that were utilized as a card and so why not use like unique things like that uh i think it resonated with a lot of people because it was andrew mccutcheon looking cool and like people wanted to collect that so that's kind of what i was kind of saying about photography
3: it's, it's, it's great, and again, the project is is been a, a direct force in that. And we're going to step aside for a quick break, but we'll be back with more Blake and Tony. One of One Card Shop offers a tremendous breaking experience, great customer service, and they're constantly pulling fire. Steve and his family take care of you like one of their own and treat you right anyone can break but no one treats you like one of one come check them out on instagram at one underscore of underscore one underscore card underscore shop for all the hot breaks get a gold mailer headed your way sports card nation is back with more blake and tony the the 20 artists you and the 19 other artists blake have been the catalyst uh uh, for that, quite frankly, and you've—I mean, you've kind of taken that, and just you've kind of become—I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I view you sort of, uh, and and all twenty artists are obviously all talented. They wouldn't be on the project and doing the incredible work they're doing. But you sort of become like the face uh, of of the project. You early on, you kind of like took the baton and said, "Listen, you know." Uh, this is, I'm I'm. I'm privileged to be doing this, I'm happy to be doing this, but you know you've kind of put, uh, you kind of came out in the front and put a, a face even to the project now we're not just invisible uh, working in our studios, you'll never see who we are type of thing, I think he even brought out, I don't want to speak for the other artists that, that aren't uh, in the room right now but I think he even brought out some of them to kind of maybe come out not that they're in the shell but kind of come out more and be more uh seen and vocal and, and that sort of thing and you you do your yeah. own kind of video log every day uh, at ten you've kind of even opened cards and talked about cards that outside of of the project and yeah. um you know you've had on the other artists and other folks uh, on your show to to get them to you know to speak well maybe they wouldn't have done that on in other circumstances and so right. you've sort of kind of taken that 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 lead role if you will and i you know uh, i think it's great you know you, you've done other things with cards and and, and some of your uh, you know projects you know there's some people that say uh, it's overkill. You know, you hear people on message boards uh, and, and post publicly. It's too much or it's overkill. And I guess everyone's entitled to their opinion, obviously. Uh, you don't have to agree with them. I, I really don't. I think, you know, Blake, you, you know, you come, as you said on the previous show, you come from a marketing background that's in your DNA. And I sure. think that's just come through. I think it, that's just smart. What do you want to call business or just smart, whatever you want to call it, just using uh, your best of your abilities to, to the the to maximum power? That's how I look at it. What do you say? I guess my question is to you, Blake, what do you say to the, the naysayers, if you will, that say sure. it's too much, take a chill pill? You know, I'm actually probably being nicer than, than some in how I'm, I'm wording it because I don't necessarily yeah. agree with them, but you, I'm sure you've heard it yourself. I appreciate that. And,
0: and I'll speak first on, like, you know, I don't believe that I'm necessarily the face of, of the project, but I do take a lot of pride in, like, the effort that I put into building a community, both, you know, connecting with fans and collectors and then also engaging with the other artists and trying to give them a platform to tell their story. Because, like you said... And if people didn't listen to the previous episode that we recorded, I come from a marketing background. I didn't choose to become a professional artist until I turned 30. I never went to art school. I have no formal training. And so what I did have was I had a lot of experience uh, helping brands tell their story and humanizing their brands. And I've always known that that's important to connect with, you know, customers and fans and in any industry. And so it was natural for me to come into project 2020 and, you know, if nothing else, I was going to try to do a very good job uh, both telling my story and then also connecting like on a very human level with the people that wanted to hear it. So that's been a really rewarding and fun process and also helped me build relationships with other artists uh, that I would have probably had a hard time doing if we were all just working alone in our studio and not putting out content and asking questions and, and doing interviews. So that's been really cool. In terms of, you know, I've... i I kind of have this love-hate relationship with, with the internet too which is funny as a marketer because I, I understand it's necessary to get my message out there and I truly do want feedback. I want to hear what people think about the art. I want to hear what they think about price points of, of products or, or the products themselves. And so I am very aware of you know a, some subsection of the internet that says, okay, well, these guys are – this is a money grab and this is – there's just too much stuff. But look, at the end of the day, like you think about an artist – the immediate stigma is a starving artist and that's it for a reason because it's really freaking hard and it's tough to like continually run a business where you're selling something that is a luxury good nobody needs art to survive but it's super fun for the people that enjoy it uh, just like people that enjoy baseball cards there's no real reason you need them just because they exist it's because of the story behind them and it's because of that the funness and so I mean, the fact that like we have 20 artists now that are putting out all types of different products and we're, we're testing things. This is the first time around on project 2020 It's never happened before. I don't blame any of the artists for putting stuff out. We all have a business to run and this is just, this is what we do. And the fact that we have a platform just to like tell more people about the different products that we have available. I don't think that we should be criticized for that. I don't care if we are, but I just don't agree with them. And then beyond that, like, I mean we're all adults here. Buy whatever you want. Like if you like an artist, buy their stuff. If somebody else puts out like a thousand companion cards and companion items and prints and originals and all kinds of stuff, like you don't have to buy it. Buy whatever you buy whatever you want, you know? And also, like just taking like from a collector standpoint, collectors like things that are rare, right? So, and, and like in like small edition sizes, the one of one, that's like the most treasured card in collections oftentimes. And so if we're, if we're seeing like a, maybe a flood of different products where all these different artists are offering all these different things, well, great. There's only, there's a finite number of people that are gonna buy it and they have a finite amount of money. So like there's only gonna be a certain amount of each of those things out in the world. And so like you might end up with this obscure print Right. Or an obscure, like a choose your own auto color, which we've done, where we literally like let people pick whichever color auto they want on Ken Griffey. Two different people paid one hundred and fifty dollars and they ended up with a one of one card. Lucky Land Casino, asking
3: people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
1: Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. I In my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the
2: weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
1: I never win and tell.
2: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: And that's just because other people were, were kind of prioritizing how they were going to spend their money and decided, no, okay, I don't want the light blue Ken Griffey auto. And that's totally fine. But the one person that said, yeah, I want that. They've got a one of one card now. That's probably going to retain some value down the road. So I don't know. I mean, I hear it and it's fine. Uh, and I've also like at the beginning of this project, when I would put stuff out, I was like, go buy my Griffey card," or like, go buy my Mark wire card. Like it's only available for 48 hours. Get it while you can and really pushing that. And like probably halfway through the message, halfway through the project, my message has totally changed. We're like, You can watch videos where I say, hey, guys, my Ted Williams card's out. If you want to get it, fantastic. If it's not for you, don't worry about it because I don't want to force people into buying anything. Buy whatever you like, and that could be my art. It could be someone else's art, or it could be nobody's art, and they could go spend it a different way, and that's totally fine with me as well.
3: Yeah, you, you touched on something. You stole my kind of thunder because I was going to say, you know, rather than be critical of someone like, you know, showcasing their talents. That, you, you said it, Blake. You don't have to buy it. No one's putting a gun to anyone's head and and, and making anyone. That's the beauty. That's the, the freedom we have. You don't want to buy that. Same thing with podcast. You don't like this show, and you like that other show, you listen to the other show. If you like this show, I hope you do, and you're listening, thank you. But that's the beauty. Or you like multiple shows and multiple artists, in your case, and multiple players in, in the 20-player uh, line. And, and you have choices. Um, and so I, you know, I think a lot of times that angst—I I don't know, uh, uh, you know, what you guys think. A lot of that angst sometimes comes from sort of jealousy, like, I, "Hey, I, I can't do that," or you know, they're making money and, and I'm not making as much money, and uh, you know, so we, you know, we, we, it's unfortunately it comes from sort of uh, that aspect of, of the hobby where. You know, I just like you said. My even speaking for myself as a collector and a dealer, I just buy what I want to buy. I, I partake in, in what I want to partake, but I don't really so much criticize those who are doing. You know, doing that. If you're, you know, if you're a band, you make albums, right? And you make a greatest hitch. You make a Christmas album, depending on your band. You know no one has to buy you know those who want to buy those other type of offshoots will buy it and those who don't will don't i don't know if we have to be critical i understand that people review albums and and people have jobs but they're they're getting paid to do that to review but for to just sort of take pot shots from you know your couch or wherever you are you know again you don't have to purchase it but you know to kind of shoot someone down who's who's showcasing their skills doesn't that doesn't really that's not something i would i would participate in but you know this is a big hobby with millions of people and so that's that kind of comes with the territory
2: i just wanted to say too that you know blake and i see the negative comments we try to respond to everybody's comments but i would say that the positive comments way out far the negative comments. And there's going to be negative comments, but we've heard so many comments the last six months that, like, have touched both of our hearts. Like, you brought me back to the hobby. I'm collecting cards with my kids again. My family member's sick, and the package I got from you this morning gave me such a smile. And so, like, all of those messages, they mean so much more. And, you know, people are going to be negative, but, you know, they're going to be negative. And... I would love to talk to them and find out why they're negative cuz there's probably a reason behind it. And Blake and I have worked to like connect one-on-one with so many different, you know, we do not even call them customers, they're fans. And we're like connecting on a personal level with so many people and I know so many personal things about people I never knew before that I never would have met in California before if it wasn't for this hobby. So, yeah, I, I like to focus on
3: the positive. No, yeah, and that's 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 a good way to to approach it. You know, I'm old enough to know some people you guys probably know too, and you're younger. Some people just wake up and they're they're sort of just a grumpy person, and it is what it is. I think now too with the pandemic being extended, uh, you know, and quarantines or kind of the freedoms to and places being open and and doing those extracurricular that that style's getting cramped. I think people are a little bit cabin fever, grumpy, a little bit. Pent up anger, if you will, and so it's coming from a little bit of that place as well. You just, I think you, you guys both, you know, you said it yourself. You kind of, you know, accentuate the positive stuff, the good stories, the the good feedback you are and and that's all you can do. You can't, you know, you can't win the whole room. Um, you know, uh, there's there's been movies that have won. Uh, you know Academy Awards that got bad reviews, and so you got to take you got to take it with a grain of salt. Sounds like you guys uh, do that. Uh, I want to kind of just close on the on the project 2020, and then we'll move to to card art, which uh, I know is your guys' project. You know, Blake, what you're like I said, you, you really got about a hundred cards left in the set. We're in the, almost in the 300s. Um, you know, the, the the obvious question is: Is there going to be a 2021 project that most people, I know yourself, said it's it, it won't be what we see with, with baseball players. It might be in a different form, but you know your thoughts on that. But I also think whatever Tops or another company decides to do, uh, I think this has really been the the precedent-setting uh, product, uh, uh, you know, and, and entity. You know, and, and years later, we're going to look back to the, the Tops 2020 project as kind of what started, what's probably going to be a, a trend for, for many years and, you know, being a part of that yourself along with the, the 19 other artists. And, uh, you know, what are your thoughts? What what maybe, you know, Without I know we can't say everything potentially, but, I mean, where do you see card art? Uh, and I know that's the company, but, you know, art uh, in the hobby world kind of, piggybacking off 2020 tops project 2020 what should we kind of look forward in the future well like you mentioned so
0: jeff heckman who runs project 2020 came on one of my live streams and that was a very popular question that people were asking is will there be a project 2021 and and the answer was no um and then it kind of had a caveat caveat of like not in the same format and so i'm currently in discussions with tops about future projects i'm very excited Like I said, early on, like this, this has been a really big thing for me and my art business. It's been a life changing year for me and I would love to continue working with tops in any capacity that they would have me. And so we are discussing a couple projects, a little bit different format, and I can't really get into too many specifics, but it does, as long as everything, as long as we can kind of come to terms on like the deal points, it seems like I will continue working with tops in the future, which is fantastic. I know that uh, a couple other artists are in the same boat as me. Like we saw Ben Baller had his uh, tops Chrome set come out really cool to see beautiful cards. And so I do think uh, there will be a lot of future in terms of mixing, keeping art and baseball cards uh, mixed as well as maybe outside of baseball cards, you know, tops has other products as well. I think it'd be really exciting to work with some other um, sports in addition to more baseball stuff. So That's kind of as much as I I really know right now, Um, but it does sound like Topps is very open-minded to continue working with me as well as, I think, as many of the other artists are willing because from a business standpoint for them, this was extremely successful, and, you know, I don't want to see that kind of... It's been a long set. I know that, you know, 400 cards is a a lot, Um, and so I think that... um, Top saw a lot of success from that, and I can't imagine them like pumping the brakes when when something's working so well. I hope that they just do it in a way that um, continues to keep the fans excited and continues to keep the artists engaged. And hopefully, we can all learn from this project uh, for a lot of things. You know, the way that we release our cards, the way we promote our cards, the way we handle customer service, we autograph our cards—all those things. Like I've I've learned a lot this year, and I'm I'm excited to keep that carrying on. Also, while we're still on the Project 2020 note, before we get to the card art stuff, uh, I'm very, very excited about my next card to come out, which is Derek Jeter. And that one comes out, I believe, on Wednesday, which I think the episode might – let's see here. So that will be Wednesday the 14th um, is when my Derek Jeter card will come out. So maybe that will be timed. Maybe this episode will be out. in the.
3: This comes out Friday morning, so I think that window will still be open. Um right. And so, if you're hearing this, go out there. It's closing soon, uh, so yeah. don't wait. Uh, go out yeah. there and grab Cheater. More, you don't have to buy it. But it's, it's, <laughs> no, you it's, do. It's cheating, you uh, do have to okay. buy it. <laughs> I, I really love, honestly, um,
0: you know, if I have to look at all my cards, Mark McGuire is my favorite one I've designed yeah. just because of I have this, like, kind of very intimate personal history yeah. and story with growing up idolizing him. but. I got to say, man, this Derek Jeter card is my second favorite behind Mark McGuire. I'm really, really proud of it. I painted it live on the stream a few nights ago, and the fans so far seem to like it. Um, I'm very excited about this drop. It's going to be a fun one.
3: Yep, so if you're you're hearing this on Friday morning, you listen to the show right right away, uh, go get that uh, Jamison Jeter before it's too late. If you miss it, there's always a secondary market, so you didn't miss it. Right. You just, you know, right. you gotta, you gotta fight the others off and uh, get it at the best price you can. Then, so we got to step aside for one more quick break, but we'll be back with more Blake and Tony. Hey, folks! Tired of going to the retail store and finding the wax shelves cleaned out, bare? I've got the answer for you, and that answer is hot box cards. They offer a monthly subscription service at a great price level. What's better than getting a box of sports cards on your doorstop every month? Not a whole lot. And these boxes don't cost a whole lot. Let me tell you what's in each and every hot box. Three Reliker Auto Cards. Three unopened hobby packs. 50 bonus cards featuring stars, rookies, semi-stars, inserts, and parallels. And one in every five boxes has a red hot envelope with a surprise card. They also honor expired redemptions with a comparable item. So there's no worry about getting that old redemption card with nothing to show for it. Check them out at www.hotboxcards.net. October is legendary month. Baseball boxes will have a Laughlin World Series card. And football boxes will contain a legendary star. And put in promo code SCNATION. SC Nation all in cap, and your box will contain an extra hit. Once again, we are back with Blake and Tony. One last thing on it, just something I've said on my own show, is I'd like to see, and maybe this is kind of where you're going, I don't want to, you know, break any news or, or get you in trouble, but what I'd like to see is what we see in, in the with the TOPS Project 2020, I'd like to see tops you know when they do like an insert set like home you know uh home run guys or or whatever the insert set is instead of them being you know just the photos make this insert set the artwork of the players and what's nice about that too is now you're in in the regular product you mentioned with with ben baller in the chrome release um but this would be you know, obviously that product was not a, a cheap product, not always obtainable for everybody in the hobby per se. But, you know, put it in flagship tops as a, an insert set, whether you know 10-card set, 20-card set, of today's players too. I mean, as, as great as these Hall of Famers are, and and I'm sure you're enjoying painting them, I'm sure you'd also like to paint. And I, I know you had, you know, even, even some... You know, current players. Mike Trout obviously is still current with with the, but, and then it also allows someone to be exposed to your art without you know twenty bucks is twenty bucks. They could buy a pack for three dollars and pull you know a a Blake Jameson you know Pete Alonzo painted insert card, And, and you can do a lot even with those insert cards. Take your painting. And then put a little extra glitzer or or whatever they do. You know, we've seen some crazy cards. I'm a I'm a a sucker for acetate cards. You know, the clear where you can see through them. I would love to see like your artwork on a clear card. Um, You know, just stuff like that. Uh, If Top steals that, I'm I'm, I want some royalty. But all but all joking aside, there's so many different ways they can go and and still have you know this this awesome work even just come out of regular product packs and exactly. and and be exposed more uh, even more mainstream than, than you already have and uh I hope Tops does that I hope um, there's a lot of smart people at Tops no, no doubt and and hopefully you know that light bulb above their head goes off and they think along them lines uh you know and I love to see see that continue in, even in that fashion
0: yeah, no, I totally agree, and and I had, I have had that discussion with Jeff before, because um, I think that inserts would be a really fun way. Because, like you said, like that way, I would love to see the cards in retail, versus you know just having to order them online um, would just be a really fun thing. To, like if I could go into a card store and buy packs and be ripping them, trying to trying to like you know look for my Chase cards would be a lot
3: of fun. Yeah, and, um, yeah, man. We'll, you're we'll on your live them. stream. You open in the pack and you hit it your own. Like, exactly. look, I, I recognize yeah. this card. Exactly, that'd be
0: super cool. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I, I don't know for sure if they're going to do that, but uh, we have
3: had that discussion. So, I think it'd be it'd be so cool to see. Yeah, well, we'll stay tuned. You know. So, all right, guys. So we, we've kind of we've talked, uh, you know, quite a bit about uh, Project Twenty Twenty, and, and deservedly so. But uh, I also wanted to talk about uh, card art. That's something uh, you guys are are, are doing. Um, I've seen some of it. I know. I know some of it, but better to have you explain it than it's it's your baby. Uh, uh, so I'll let you guys kind of where it came from and and everything pertaining to it. Sure,
0: Tony. You want to kick it off? You want me to? You go first, bro. Okay, cool.
3: So when I was uh,
0: when I started with Project Twenty Twenty, Top sent me a care package of some boxes, and specifically there was a box of heritage that I opened up. Uh, live on my live stream and it was fun because I've been very transparent about like I'm, I'm not very current on baseball players and so these guys were helping me learn how to how to say the names right learn which ones were good um, and so that was a really fun experience and then afterwards I just had a big stack of cards like I have you know IPC Buster Posey is really the only current baseball player And so I pull those aside. But then everything else is like, well, what are we going to do with this? And we're here in my art studio and I've got a ton of paint and a ton of space. So we decide to lay them all out on the floor on a canvas. uh, And I just start splatter painting on them and turning them into like these kind of little tiny paintings that are truly one of ones. There's no, you know, there's no card like it out there. And so people liked it. And at first, we just said, okay, well, you watch our live stream and uh, we'll send you a card for free uh, just to kind of have a fun way to engage. And so we started shipping them out to fans and Tony really has been uh, taking the reins. He runs all of the fulfillment and makes sure that everyone gets the cards or players or teams that they want. And then those started showing up on social media. People would receive them and post about saying, look at this amazing art card, card art that I got from Blake. Thank you, Tony, for shipping it. And then other people would see it and say like, I want to buy one of those. How much is it? And so it was, um, a very like kind of long calculated process that Tony and I went through to like, kind of turn this into a business. Uh, we acquired the domain cardart.com, which took some doing on its own and kind of put a plan into place to create truly one of a one cards, uh, with art, you know, paint directly on them that we can sell, uh, sell to fans. And so there's a few different ways that people can do it. They can we put up specific cards like a Mike Trout card and uh, people might want to buy that specific one or people could say, okay, I want my favorite team. And then Tony will pick out like from all the Braves cards we have, we'll pick out uh, a cool Braves one to send them. And the long-term goal is to build it into a platform where other artists beyond just myself can use it. And people know they can come there to get truly one of one cards uh, that otherwise might be just sitting in a garage box. Um, But now become like these, Treasure PC items that end up getting shelf space, which is really fun. Like we've been talking about the whole time, people collect in different ways.
2: So people are collecting their favorite teams or their favorite set or their favorite players. So, like I was saying before about connecting with people on a one on one basis, like I have been, like, and I've been doing that the last six months where we're finding out, like, who's your favorite PC and going on those boards and chatting with people about Ken Griffey and Don Mattingly. and people. It's like you know it's usually sacrilege to paint on a baseball card right and you want to get it graded and make sure that the corners that are cut by a machine are perfect right but why not get a one-of-one collectible that you can show to people that come to your house and like have another everyone's got a favorite player everyone had a poster on their wall when they were kids and everyone's got a man cave and you know somewhere where they show like all their collectibles and their favorite players so this is definitely. Something that we uh, saw a lot of success in and that people want to collect those Mike Trout cards that nobody else has, and Blake painted a one of one. And even if it's the same exact card, the way he paints it and or stencils on it, whatever his artistic interpretation is, is like it's a completely different card. And so the first couple months we've been releasing you know fifty to seventy cards that are all one of ones. Uh, and like he said, at the same time, p- people could say, "Tony, I want a Red Sox card." And that's at a cheaper price point, uh, but they still can enjoy Blake's art uh, at a smaller price point.
3: Yeah, and and you've given you've given maybe a card that would sit in a monster box on a shelf somewhere, kind of a second life. You you brought it back uh, to to life. Uh, I, you sent me a few. I'm full disclosure. I have a couple. Uh, one I'm keeping. I'm not going to say who it is on the air. Uh, and one one guys full disclosure, I'm actually going to give it to we're, our hundredth episodes coming up on Halloween. We're doing a live show, and I'm going to give one of those cards away. Uh, to to you know, we're going to do retweets, and uh, I have an app that will just randomly pick a retweet, and whoever wins it is going to get that uh, you know Blake Jamison uh, card art card. I, uh, you, you sent it, you guys sent it to me probably a few months back, and. uh uh, I'm going to keep the one I I I have a a, a liking, real liking to, and a war, so you know, that Steelers one. <laughs> What's I got some Steelers at home. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a Steelers one. I will say that, and that definitely would you have been Steelers the, Steelers. that definitely would have been a keeper too. But uh, so uh, so we're, someone's going to, you know, one lucky listener is going to get that that card. But like you said, going back to you know, this is about the episode 100. You know, you brought those cards. You know uh back maybe it'll be because it's a team you know maybe the player isn't you know Mike Trout per se but uh hey I'm a huge Phillies guy and and look at this card you, you've never seen this Phillies card right you got all your boring Phillies cards and then you got this Phillies card and I have it and you don't and uh and like you said you, you know you got so many directions uh you can go and then maybe future collabs with, with other artists and uh you know it, it's 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 going to be fun to to see you know where it goes and um you know and, and like any idea right you start in one place and you wind up when all's said and done you just go in a, in a whole other direction and and that's the that's the beauty of anything and in, and in, in art itself yeah I definitely, uh, I got some Steelers cards
2: downstairs, but I found a Pirates card
3: that I had put aside. See, I'm a Mets guy. It's crazy. So I'm a Mets guy. I'm a Mets in baseball and a Steelers in football. I'm from New York City. I'm from Brooklyn originally. Uh, I'm in Syracuse now. And just as a kid, was the 70s, Mean Joe Green, that steel curtain. I love black and yellow. And I remember even as a kid in New York City growing up, I, I like pronounce my, my team as the Steelers and my my buddies are like, Are you kidding? Like, we live in New York, dude. You either gotta be a Giants or a Jets fan. I'm like, I don't like either of those teams and, and so I, I you know, I, I took a lot of heat, I'm not gonna lie, I but I, I steadfast. I didn't I didn't cave and uh you know, then the eighties came and there were some lean years. I didn't jump ship then. So no one no one can question uh my loyalty. But I do like I do uh, the Mets and the New York Rangers and, and hockey, uh and then uh the Brooklyn Nets in and, and basketball. So Pittsburgh's sorta of where I veered off in, in the football and I go I actually obviously under normal circumstances I usually go to, to Heinz Field once or twice a year. Uh, not going nice. to happen this year, obviously. So we'll we'll watch uh, in the comforts of, of home. But uh, yeah, you know it's fun. And, and those are stories, right? You love to hear. Like, how did you? You know, you're from yeah. New York City. How are you, a Steeler guy? Like, makes no makes no sense. It was just that the Mean Joe Green Coke commercial, which is actually was voted like the most famous commercial of all time. That kid was my age when that commercial came out. And he had a resemblance to me, so I was that. Like seeing that commercial, I'm like, "That's me." I, I know it wasn't yeah. me, but I just put myself in that spot. He gets thrown a jersey. It's just, it's f- just goofy stuff. Sometimes of how you become a fan of, of of a player or a team, and that that was it uh, for me. Like I said, I took I took some some shots and abuse. From my fellow uh New York City brethren but uh yeah. I survived and uh um, you know and there's a lot there's new there's steeler bars in New York City now so I know I'm not you know I'm, I'm not the only one but uh and, and, that, and you know going back to the card art is you know like you said when you have whatever your team is now you can have sort of a one account, one of a kind collectible pertaining to that team or player that you're not going to pull out of it it's not going to come out of a pack. Uh, nope. Like that, and uh, you know, it's going to be neat to see where you go. Maybe some die cut cards, and you know, I know, Black, I think you had him on. There's a guy that does bubble gum art on the card. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's so many, there's so many different things you can can do to take. Uh, a regular card and then transform it into who knows what and, and a work of work of art pun intended, Um, you know, and uh, it's going to be fun and, and to see, you know, what, where card art goes and, and um, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I I can, I can speak for myself. So.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
3: Well guys, uh, I I always give, you know, the guests or guests in this case, kind of the final, the final say, where people can see uh what you're doing blake uh, tony uh card art and we talked about that kind of to the, the, the close this thing out where people can kind of get on board with that in in the early stages uh, of it and uh you know the floor is yours go ahead and give out uh, take your time and give out all that information
0: i'll do me tony you do card art all right well if somebody just wants to like ask a question, I'm very active on Twitter. So, at Blake Jameson on Twitter, I read every DM, I try to reply to every tweet, even the mean ones. Uh, <laughs> I also know live stream on YouTube, uh, it was an every night thing, uh, Monday through Friday, I actually just switched it over. We're just going to do Monday, Wednesday, Fridays on YouTube, and that's where you can see me in action. Mondays, I do mail Monday, Wednesdays, I paint something, and Fridays, I interview another artist, and that is at 10.23 p.m. Eastern on youtube.com slash Blake Jameson and then you can see all my art at Blake.art thanks so much Sean for having us oh you're Very
3: welcome, welcome.
2: Uh, people can reach me uh, for any issue Blake related uh, or card art related uh, it's A B guy B I A N C H I 23 on Twitter Facebook you can find me uh, and then we're at cardart.com uh, real easy to remember uh, and we have one of ones every month and like Blake said we're bringing up we're working to bring on other artists that uh, have a different spin on it and some of them are custom cards that people are putting together by hand some are painted in other ways some are sketch drawn uh, some are based on you know like a lot of nostalgic things we're looking to bring back so
3: cardart.com is where you can find us that's it all right guys and, and again we'll, we'll, you know as, as time goes on and, and card art, Obviously, it's already off the ground, but gets bigger, which it will. Uh, we'll definitely have you back on and, and future collabs. I, I hope in tops, like you said, uh, Blake, uh, and it sounds like they're moving in that direction. Uh, we're going to see uh, your work in, in some regular releases where we can open a pack uh, like we talked about and have it right in our hand uh, instantly, and uh, I, I think that would be uh, great to see.
0: All right. Yeah, thanks
3: so much for having us. You're welcome. Chunky
0: that left these (laughs) Chunkies? Newman! Open the door, Newman! I know you're in there!
3: Hello, Cherry. Alright, it's time for Newman's Rambling, where I select one question I get each week and answer it on the air.
1: John, you seem like an astute man.
3: Thank you, Mr. Walken.
1: Maybe you can help explain something to me.
3: Well, I'll give it my best shot. Alright, today's question comes by way of Instagram from user collector 702 And he wrote, actually this week, he says, I have a question that you might consider on an episode sometime. I'm curious how well sticker autos will hold up over time. Will the adhesive deteriorate and ultimately leave the card in poor condition over time, now I'm not a plastics or materials expert. Um, you know, uh, sticker autos don't bother. You know, I know you didn't ask this, but I'll, I'll kind of mention it. Sticker autos don't bother me as much as certain other people are bothered uh, by them. Um, would I rather have an on-card auto over a sticker auto? Uh, sure, and I think. I think, what, 99.9% of people would answer yes to that. Now, as far as the long-term effects of sticker autos, I don't think it's going to be uh, much of a deal. I don't know what exactly the material uh, of the sticker auto is made of, 3M material, but I have some uh, in my boxes that are now approaching probably over 20 years old and, and, and to look at them, um, I see really no difference in them. So I, I think as long as they're protected, you put them in a, a sleeve or, or a top loader or UV type of like a one touch, um, where they're not going to break down as quick by the elements. I think you're going to be fine. I, I think I wouldn't so much worry about the, uh, the, the, sticker itself as much as light kind of you know making that autograph uh fade uh you know like we've seen on baseballs and you know those sweet spot signatures which i know is not a sticker auto but it's sad to see some of those especially the the real the hall of famers and stuff uh as that that ink kind of just fades away and uh i've even seen a, a couple people post those where the signature's uh, all but gone. It almost looks like it's an error card where the player was supposed to sign it, and they didn't, when in reality they did, but the autograph is faded. So uh, I think that the trick, uh, Sports Collector 702, definitely uh, protect the sticker auto, uh, you know, or any auto for that matter. You know, put it in a sleeve, put it, get it into a... Uh, a top loader, a semi-rigid, or whatever protective case uh, that's going to um, shield it from, you know, uh, the UV uh, light that will will get it to fade. But as far as the sticker itself, I've got sticker autos over uh, approaching, uh, or or not approaching, are over 20 years old. And uh, if you look at them today, they look pretty much exactly the same uh, as they did when I got them many, many years ago. So I'm not too worried. I hope that answers your question. I mean, does that, you know, everything breaks down in some form or fashion. Is it going to look as the exact same as 50 years, uh, 50 years later? Probably not, but I don't think the deterioration is going to be a lot. And if it's something of significance, you know, uh, I'm a grader. So I get that thing in a slab, well-protected with the, Big thick plastic between it and the outside world, and uh, it'll last even longer. So I hope that answers your question. I appreciate you you asking it. And for anyone else listening, if you have if you have a question and you want your question, uh, you know, read over the air, me answered it and, and me giving you the credit for the question. By all all means, reach out to us on any social medias. And if you go to Anchor and our show page. Um, you can actually ask a voice question. And if you do that, I'll, I'll put you on the show itself. So uh, there you go. Hope that uh, uh, answers that question for you. We love our listeners. Without you, there is no us. We care about your opinions and feedback and invite you to reach out to us on any of our social media accounts. On Instagram at Podcast, Twitter at SportsCardNATI1, or email the show at SportsCardNationPC at gmail.com. We don't ask for much, but if you really like the show, give us a shout out. Tell your friends or give us a follow on our social medias. If you enjoy the show, please give us a positive review on iTunes or any of the platforms you are listening on. Thank you. All right, got a great prize to give away this week. Thanks to one of our great sponsors, Iron Sports Cards. Uh, Rob Valente does PSA and SGC Subs. uh, Does a great job with them. I'm a customer, so I can speak from... Uh, experience, not just uh, a shill. I don't do that. And uh, he's nice enough to give away this week five vintage level. Gotta be vintage. Free PSA submissions. Absolutely free. Uh, So you got five vintage cards. You you always wanted Slab by PSA. Uh, You should have got in this contest. We have a winner. Happy to announce the winner is... Mike Janeway. Mike Janeway from Twitter at M J A N E W A Y. M J Way. Congratulations, Mike. You've won five free vintage level PSA submissions from Iron Sports Cards. let me tell you about iron sports cards and collectibles they're your number one source for all your psa and now sgc submissions they offer various service levels at the lowest prices around they even provide the card savers your cards need to be submitted at no extra charge their elite status helps improve turnaround times and their chat rooms keep you abreast of your subs and the status of your cards What are you waiting for? Contact Rob on Facebook on Iron Sports Card Group. That's Iron Sports Card Group on Facebook. Or get a hold of Rob on Twitter at Iron Sports Cards. All one word at Iron Sports Cards. They'll take care of you. All right, that's going to bring episode 98 to a close. As always, I want to thank my guests in this case, uh, Blake Jameson and Tony Bianchini. Uh, great conversation. We talked about the project, good and bad. We talked about card art. We talked about you know uh, whether we're going to see you know some of these twenty twenty project artists in in regular flagship type products. Um, more, more in the future as a direct result of this, and I hope we do. I appreciate uh, both of them uh, coming on and, and, you know, giving their insight and intellect. Uh, great conversation. Had a had a great time, and uh, appreciate uh, everything they're doing, uh, talented uh, in their own right. So thank you, as always. Uh, without you, uh, there's no me. And so, uh, you know, I, I love doing this show, And it's you folks out there that let me do it. And so uh, I, I try not to miss an episode of giving a sincere and heartfelt thanks. And so there you go. We're approaching episode 100. You know, this was 98. We got another show next week. And then 100. I want to talk a little bit about episode 100. It's going to be live. It's going to be on Halloween, Saturday, the 31st. So there won't be a show released on the podcast platforms on Friday. We're going to do the live show on Saturday, Halloween, I believe at 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Three guests will join me. It will be Brody the Kid, Dr. James Beckett, and Drew Herndon from Let Me Get That Podograph. We're going to give away a ton of stuff. We're going to talk hobby. I'm going to tell uh, those gentlemen uh, sort of why I had them on and what they mean to me uh, in the hobby. And so... Uh, it's going to be a great show. People are going to win stuff. Uh, we're going to have some great guests and uh, great prizes, and it's a celebration. You know, when I started this show, I had no idea that uh, we would get to an episode hundred. I, I didn't plan that far ahead, and uh, and here yet here we are, here we are approaching that. And uh, again, it doesn't happen without great sponsors, without great guests, and ultimately. It doesn't happen out without you guys out there listening into all, you know, I believe we're in 40. We've been listened to in 44 countries as well. And that's, uh, man, that's uh, humbling when you think about it. So uh, thank you uh, from the bottom of my heart. Uh, I hope everyone's excited for episode 100. I know I am. But before we get to 100, we got to do a 99. We don't skip shows. Uh, and so episode 99 next Friday Uh, got another great guest. Uh, I I know I'm biased, and it's easy uh, for me to say. Jeremy Lee. You may know him from his YouTube show, Sports Cards Live, uh, which I appeared on a few weeks ago. Great show, uh, Wednesdays and Saturdays, I believe. I was on Saturday night, uh, and long interviews. uh, But they're great, in-depth. He asks great questions, has a great uh, guest list. Uh, You know, I joke with him that... You know, our guest list are, are two of the best, you know, and I don't want to say they are the best. There's a lot of great shows, but uh, we're right up there in, in the conversation for for best guest list. And uh, uh, I was on his show, and uh, I, I want to have him on mine. He's He hails from uh, Canada, so we're going to talk probably a little hockey, how his show came all about, his background. He's also a dealer uh, like myself, and so uh, we're going to share... Uh, some of that, that knowledge uh, amongst ourselves so uh, and with you as, as well. So, again, thank you. Uh, please stay safe. Please stay well. We'll see you here next Friday.